When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host with the impetuous taste, Juan. <laughs> you took mine. I was going to lead with that too. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? <laughs> That's a good one. It's been a while since we had a good zinger like that on the show, actually. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, well, yeah, I think I, I have another to kind of open with. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hilan? Yes? Does this prenup has a silent party influence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and- I, this is all for fun, okay? I'm not making fun of our Caribbean, Jamaican, Trinidadian listeners or anything, but I just want to have fun with that because I really like the way she delivered that line and I watched it so many times just to make sure I get it right. But yeah, hopefully I did that justice. So yeah, another episode, another speech about the prenup. And this time, this time round, a hard copy. It oh my god! into a prenup, guys. He just doesn't fucking get it. He is really pushing this. And I mean, the show is really pushing it too. I'm kind of getting tired of this. Right? Mm. We're going on three or four episodes already. Yeah. But it seems like He's really, really, really about this. And it looks like Shahid is getting pissed off about it too. Cause like he didn't even listen to her. Mm. He segued her conversation that she tried to open up. She was really just trying to open up about him and how she felt bullied. And then he used that opportunistically to talk about the fucking prenup again. I'm like, dude, you're not even listening to her. And she shut down. You could tell she shut down. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like another form of gaslighting too, because here she is trying to air her grievances about uh, Shahida yeah, and how Shahida treated her when they finally caught up and Bilal is like nope Shahida didn't say anything bad about you I think it's, yeah. it's you and by the way here's a hard copy of the printout here's a uh, printout so you can read it it sucks I, I brought it up and I know you said you couldn't read it because it was on your phone and stuff. So I printed it out. I'm like, oh my God, this guy. Yeah. This guy. That's microaggression in a way. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You cannot read it on your phone. Here's it. Here you go. Here's font 14 for you. (laughs) So I, as usual, went down the rabbit hole on Reddit. And I guess someone who lives in Kansas actually said this. Kansas is not a community property state and has very little rights overall for the spouse. So that means that if Shaida does sign the prenup, she will have no protections. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully they move to a state that has more protection for spouses by the time they get divorced. This Redditor went on to say, I don't think Shaida deserves half of Bilal's stuff, but he's acting like it's all or nothing. He could add protections in the prenup that's fair to both of them because that's what prenups are supposed to be. This one that he presented just feels like a hostage contract. Right. 
And I was thinking that too. Like, uh, Shai just wants to protect herself. Like, mm. why can't he be open to having that kind of conversation? I think she brought it up a couple episodes ago where, where she wanted to give it a look. And did she, did she mention having another lawyer take a look at it or something? Maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but like, no. can't you have somebody represent you and then whoever is representing Bilal come together and both like say, okay, here's what's going to happen. Find some kind of common ground or middle area or something like that. And Shaida's is like, this is so fucking one-sided. It only, yeah. it only protects you. And she had a good point. Like, okay, so if you expect me to be a housewife or ex- you expect me to stay home and stuff, what am I building for myself? How right. am I going to build for myself? And if things don't work out, what do I have? for myself in that case like yeah. all i'm doing is helping you out and just there's nothing that protects me balal is being balal right yeah did you catch the part where he said marriage is not a transaction you just need to come into it with eyes wide open but then like a few episodes ago he said but marriage is a business so it's like a business transaction yeah, yeah. so it's like, almost like he contradicted himself in this episode maybe i have to watch it again but i thought i heard him say like oh it's actually not transactional you just have to go into it with eyes wide open and the other thing too lon now that you mentioned about how the clauses are not in her favor and if he's so desperate for her to sign this prenup why can he bring her to a lawyer's office and get a third party to go through the clauses with her and assure her that okay maybe this is what that means. And if you want to protect yourself, like maybe we can draft out another clause or add in some other measures to make sure that you're also protected or you will stand to gain something should the marriage fail. And that's the other thing too, is that why is it that Bilal asked her if she's ever going to cheat or divorce him, but doesn't he know that it can happen both ways? Like It's a two-way if, street. Yeah. yeah, what if he cheats on her or wanted to divorce her? Then it's disadvantages to her too because she doesn't have any claim to any of his property, which I think is not fair because when you get married, the idea is to combine your assets. So I just feel like it's very selfish of him. But regardless, we know that they're together. They're still together. Yeah, They're still true. married. So I don't know, Shaida, I don't know what's going on with you. I guess you really want to have a kid with him. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like we keep talking about this prenup. And I think, I mean, from what I've read on our Twitter account, people are getting sick of it and getting bored out of their minds about it. So, (laughs) yeah, it's all just plot line of some poor immigrant coming here, leeching off some rich guy storyline, and they don't know where else to go with it. So where they're beating this whole prenup yeah. thing to death yeah yeah so what do we think about Kara and guillermo poor Kara guy Gu- yeah right because yeah. I'm sorry Kara. sorry but we love you Kara. but we still love you but you're <laughs> you're being dismissive here towards guillermo I f- we feel bad for him i feel for him because it does seem like he's being treated like a child mm. and it's also sad that it took a hairstylist to empower him <laughs> yeah I understand where Kara's coming from, though. Let, let me take Kara's side here. Yeah, yeah. You're hours away, hours away from getting married. Mm-hmm. So I get that frustration. You're mm. bringing this up now. Your doubts are coming out now. Like you're having cold feet now. Mm. You know what I mean? After we just agreed. And let's give her credit. For three weeks, she's powerhousing the, the wedding planning. So for her, she's full speed ahead. She's committed 100%. So 100% diehard committed that she's 
powering through wedding planning and three weeks of nothing but planning, planning, planning. Yes, this, no, you know what I mean? And so then right at the finish line, Guillermo is saying, well, maybe I'm not going to marry you if you don't get straightened out. Like, the fuck, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, the last three fucking weeks I've been, <laughs> I thought this was a yes, you know? So I think she's just like, wait, I can't believe you're doing this to me right now. But did he say that? Did he say he didn't want to marry her? Because I thought he said he still loves her and he still wants to go through with it, but he just wants to talk about her being too controlling and treating him right. like a child. No, because I think that it's not in his favor to cancel the wedding because I think he would rather stay in the U.S. than go back to Venezuela. Right. So I don't think he would like just throw everything and just say, hey, I'm going back to Venezuela, right? But yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he's no. more of like, hey, you're giving me such a hard time. You're questioning my own Spanish translation of the vow. Like, what the fuck was that about, right? Right. So he was basically pointing out her faults, but there was an implication that like, in order to give me 100% confidence to marry you, it was like he was saying, you have to change these things about you. You have to not be as controlling. That's how to, I read it too. Yeah. Right. And like to saying, make me feel better about going ahead with exactly. this wedding. And then you- she flipped it on him like, so you're saying if I don't change, you won't marry me or something like that. And she made it kind of like that. Like, yeah. So what you're saying is, <laughs> you know, what I mean, <laughs> if I do not meet these demands, then you won't marry me. Right. Yeah. So and then lost it. Right. Yeah. But and I don't know if it's irony. Maybe I'm misusing the term. She kind of proved like that scene was proof that he's right she was proving everything that he was saying yeah Yeah. like sometimes you're too controlling or you get mad too easily or think you know what i mean and she gets up and she's just like why are you still sitting and it was everything that he was trying to tell her that was like i don't want to say wrong right but that he wanted i guess fixed or that he wanted changed and i was just like oh my god (laughs) It's so hard to watch. And I don't know if she caught that or she understood that, that her getting up and demanding that he get up too. Why are you still sitting? Let's fucking get out of here, you know, and the whole controlling part and the you always want to do things your way. And, you know, I don't have a voice and the whole back to infantilizing him, right? All of that was (laughs) wrapped up in that version of Kara at that particular moment. And it's just like, whoa, that's what he's talking about, right? Yeah. Yikes. But yeah, that was tough to watch because the way she dismisses him, it felt insulting. I mean, and I was watching it as an outsider, right? But when you're trying to be heartfelt and if someone goes like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, whatever, like, mm-hmm. then it becomes very aggravating and it shows me that you really don't give a shit, so. Yeah. But we love you, Kara. We Just love you, love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I don't love? Oh. I don't really care too much about is uh, Emily. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Let's do this debate (laughs) style, right? Are you for Emily or for Kobe? If we're taking all things in consideration, I'm for Kobe. But in this particular episode... I'm disappointed in him, to be honest. Yeah. Especially in the whole like birth control issue. I get how confused he can be when she was demanding kind of, how do you feel? How do you feel? Are you happy? Yeah. Like, I need to process this. So I kind of get that at least. Like where he's like, I'm not sad, but I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm just Yeah. He's still trying to process it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's a lot to process, right? Yeah. So, So I did understand that part. 
So we did suspect that based on the preview mm-hmm. earlier in the series, right? And the thing that I'm not too impressed by is the fact that they're both in a way kind of wrong because Kobe put the onus on Emily to not get pregnant in a way, but Emily also told him that it's okay to bust it in her. <laughs> and he thinks that the pullout is enough. <laughs> And, because and, there's an app she had yeah, an app on the and phone then, yeah and also again that, that's why i said like he puts the onus on her because she has this app on the phone that tells them both right. that it's okay to n- not inside yeah. so because she wasn't ovulating yeah or yeah, something yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so <laughs> probably a reminder too that uh, kansas is one of those states that wouldn't allow you to uh mm, so mm. i guess emily is having a child right she has a safe pregnancy I don't want to get too political, but this is a case where it would be a decision made together with your partner on whether or not you want to carry the baby. And if you cannot afford it, do you still want to carry it? And I think that if you live in a state or any country or any place where that decision is not yours to make, mm. it just feels so wrong. You know, if, right. I mean, I'm of the philosophy that if I cannot give this baby that I'm carrying a good life then I might as well not bring it into life so in this situation if I were her friend I'll be like um you know maybe you should consider not having it but I'm guessing too Kobe wants a big family mm-hmm. he might have mentioned it I don't know maybe I'm making this up yeah he probably had to carry the baby he was also concerned that that was the way he would be portrayed in front of the parents. I think he did make a point to say that, that mm-hmm. he said, I don't want them to think that I am that like, I think he does want a big family, but at the same time, he doesn't want to be painted out as that guy who's just trying to impregnate or to have right. a big family. There's definitely things to think about. And this is definitely something to be concerned about. And I get it. It's a confusing time for both of them. And I know Emily was disappointed And I'm sure they're past it now, but at this point, I would hope that Emily was just a little bit more understanding. I'm not a woman, so I don't know how women feel when their partner does not give them the reaction that they want to see from their partner. Yeah. But as just somebody who's seeing something like that under the circumstances that they're under, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. I remember um, when my brother for Christmas was surprised with the sonogram that his wife was pregnant. They already had two children at the time. And he just kind of sat there like <laughs> he didn't know, <laughs> you know, and, but he wasn't sad about it, but it, he wasn't like jumping at like, it. wasn't yeah. some laboratory moment. It's a but lot like, to take in. A lot to take in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're in a very tough and or maybe tight financial situation. I'm not saying that your brother was, but I'm guessing in their case, I mean, they're living with her parents. He mm. doesn't have a job. She works part-time. How are they going to raise two kids? It's a lot to think about. I think the scenarios of how all this, like, I'm going to have to get a job. How am I going to get right. the job? She's going to yeah. have to work. What's she going to do? And yeah. just, you know what I mean? You just start all these questions. The, the desperation level definitely goes up, right? Once you find out that, okay, you're having a kid. And if you're planning to carry it into this life, then the consequences, like all the things that you need to do to make sure you're able to raise a kid while having a toddler, while raising a toddler. That's mm-hmm. unfortunately, I've not kept up with her social media or his social media. I don't know if he even has one, but I wonder if they've already given birth. Yeah, there might be something. That's definitely worth checking out. 
Yeah, because I've only seen pictures of Coben. I've not seen, you know, if she had another baby. So, are you ready to move on to Eve and Muhammad? They had the most intense, 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 intense <laughs> confrontation. Say well, your I piece think, about Muhammad. I, I, I think Muhammad's true intentions came out this episode. And mm-hmm. he kept referring to her as sponsor. Sponsor. Yeah. yeah. And it was clear that I got to get back to my mom. And he even said, I don't care about the wedding. And he said, that's a you thing. That's you care about that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, he kept disregarding anything that she wanted. And she even said how important it was to her that this was a dream and it didn't mean anything to him. Like, yeah. The fact that like he called her sponsor so many times, it was just like, dude, this is your fiance. This is your yeah. future wife. You know what I mean? And it really showed where his priorities were, if Mm -hmm. anything, right? I'm not saying he doesn't love her, but this really showed what he's prioritizing. And he doesn't care if they're getting married or not. He wants these papers signed so he can get back to his mom. And, you know, I I understand trying to take care of your mom, but at the same time, this is somebody who loves you. And this is somebody who believed that they were getting into a marriage with you. And you just see how hurt, Eve is when you know she's in tears and she's like I'm not fucking replaceable that's not how this works like you don't just go out and get another sponsor you marry me and I'm your fucking sponsor and I just felt for her like watching her tear up and cry and and fight for this guy and he was so dismissive in the kitchen you know Mm. the faces he was making and the way he treated her he was even talking to her with smarting off the mouth like oh yeah well I don't don't care you know what I mean I don't give a fuck I was just like Dude, he showed a very different side. And there's people that are like, oh, he's been this way since he got off the plane. Yeah, I think this escalated, though. This was definitely a level above where he's shown us. And this one was like absolutely ran out of fucks to give. Like he was done. You know what I mean? You could see. You could see it in his face and the way he was talking to her. He just didn't care anymore. So I really felt bad for Eve this episode. Yeah, it sounds like they're both not on the same page on how to proceed. Mm. And, you know, expanding on that point that you make about the whole sponsor, you know, how he thinks that he can find another sponsor. If that's not fabricated, then I think that's his lack of understanding of how this K-1 visa works because you're in the country because someone petitioned for you to Mm -hmm. be in the country. So it's not like once you're in the country, you can swap sponsorship of you cannot like switch out your petitioner that petitioner is your fiance in this case because it's a k1 visa this is a marriage visa Mm. so i don't know if he knew what his visa entails so that's one flaw i feel that of his understanding of this whole situation is that yes while the ball is on Eve's court to adjust his status, which he mentioned during the one-on-one interview or maybe during the argument that he just wanted her to adjust the status of his visa so that he can get the green card. I can see how he's annoyed because her not doing that is like stalling the progress of his visa status. And I think, like you're right, his priority is not necessarily the wedding, but rather wanting the green card so he can maybe go home and check up on his mom or maybe bring his mom over, whatever the case is. And maybe his mom is sick. Maybe his mom's waiting for him to return or something. The other thing I caught that I'm not sure if uh, you guys uh, heard or read the subtitles because I always read subtitles is that 
Eve actually said she supports his family back home. So not only is she literally his sponsor, but also his sugar mommy in a way. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's I just scream scam. <laughs> if he's really not in it for love, he's just in it for the convenience of being financially financial supported. support. Yeah. So that's why he's annoyed that she's all about, I want to have this nice wedding because this is going to be my one and only wedding and my first wedding. And he's like, no, 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 let's move things along. Let's get this green card going. So it does come across as he's being very selfish and mm. he doesn't give a shit about her dreams. And that's why he said, once you care about mine, I'll care about yours because his priority is to go back to Egypt and maybe to even start working so he can provide for his mom back home. Right. So his priorities are so different from hers. And she being the American citizen, obviously she's like, I have nothing else that is of utmost importance other than this wedding. So I can see from his side too that it's getting annoying that all she cares about is preparing for the ceremony itself. When to him, he's like, hey, let's get this show on the road, man. Let's just file this paperwork. Let's just get married somewhere, maybe in the mosque or go to the courthouse or something and just let me get this green card so I can do right. something with it. So I kind of see both sides. I just don't like how he delivered that frustration, how he expressed it to her because it does seem very harsh. Like, Quick question. Yeah. Does she have to be Muslim to be married in a mosque? I don't think so. Because okay. he's a Muslim. Remember, I think we talked about this. Like if the guy yeah, is a Muslim, the refresh. women doesn't need to convert. So yeah, technically she can go into a, mm. a mosque or like, you know, one of those. Because Yeah, centers. got it. And that's why he was suggesting it. Like yeah, because it's we quick. don't have to wait. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to wait. Okay. But she feels that that's so bastardized. That's why I get her side of things. It's like, let's do it one time only. And I want it to be in this so-called castle. I don't know if it's a lot to ask, but for someone like him who's so eager to hit the ground running to start work or to go back to Egypt, I can see how that feels like it's stalling him. So right. again, like I said, I just don't like how he expressed that to her. And I think this is where it's a mood point. Like they're both not on the same page, you know? Yeah, on anything. And I think that, anything, that added yeah. to his frustration. Because now it's there, here's here's one more thing to him at least mm. that she's not caring about. Mm. Before this episode, there has been a whole list of things that she's in conflict with. I'm gonna drink when I want to drink. I'm gonna wear what I want to wear. I'm gonna I'm not gonna convert. So this is just like piling up, and yeah, now she's like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, and so when he said what he said, well, when you start to care about my dreams, I'll care about yours. When he said that. I had to take a step back and go, okay, I, I see kind of where he's getting at. Like, From a place of like a lot of pent up frustration yeah. from all those previous. Shut down, things, everything yeah, shut down, shut that down. They don't agree down. upon, right? Right. So that's why I say I can see from his. He's side. at the end of his rope. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. The yeah. last fuck he gave out, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's gone. And like. again, like if we were to suspend up with this belief, right? He really wants to get back to his mom. Mm. Right, it, he's raised by a single mom, so he feels bad that he's over here. You know, he cannot leave the country until he gets his green card. So I can see he's also f full of anxieties, and he really wants to get back to her and maybe take care of her, maybe bring her over. I mean, I don't know, but I think based on that conversation that he had with this friend from mosque or whatever, like we could tell that that's his priority. His mom is top of mind for him, so 
that's why this whole wedding shenanigan is like so miscellaneous to him, so ancillary that he's like, whatever, man, I don't really care. You know, yeah. but you need to care about the fact that I need to get this green card. And I know how that comes off because, you know, I, I get it. As most viewers who are watching this who are Americans, they'll be like, oh, hell no. Like, we brought you to this country. Like, how dare you demand this green card? But you kind of have to step back and put yourself in his shoes. He left everything behind and his mom, his mom who's probably by herself. I mean, maybe she's with family or whatever, but we're assuming that she's without him, her other next of kin or whatever. and he's probably feeling all kinds of anxieties and right. you know, uncertainties about, okay, when can I start working? When can I start earning money? When can I like go back to Egypt? So again, we also don't know what they both have made arrangements prior to being filmed, but I can see from his side of things. But I also feel bad for Eve because she's like, well, I want to get married, you know, at this fabulous place, this one time. And this is my dream wedding to my king, blah, blah, blah. So they both just have to be on the same page, basically. All right. Just like Patrick and Thais. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I feel very conflicted with their case, though I'm more leaning towards Patrick. I feel like right. Patrick is doing all these things that seem controlling and he's even self-aware and he even mentioned it because he knows that she struggles with the language. And if you struggle with the language, how are you going to plan a wedding in the US but at the same time too I get that Tai sees it as okay well don't I have a say even though I don't speak good English but don't I have a say especially when it comes to makeup and hair right we can do this together but you just went ahead and like she said control everything right this is where the conflict is right like I get both sides but I also get the fact that Patrick called her out on the fact that oh, you want to say that I don't communicate? How about you communicate to your dad about us getting married? That's the mic drop moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know he told her he would buy her everything and I get that money can be an issue, but I don't like how he uses it against her sometimes. He's like, Mm. well, I'm the one that's paying for everything. So that's it. That's end of argument. Like she doesn't have a say because it's your money and you're, you're paying for everything and that's it. I'm just like, come on, like, this is obviously somebody who wants to share a life with you. And if you're, if that's how you're going to start out by holding money against her, Mm -hmm. this is mine and I'm paying for everything anyway. So it's my decision. Yeah. Well, then that sucks. Like (laughs) just, that would just suck so much, but I also don't like how she kind of turns the tables on him. Right. And he turned it back on her because she said something like, well, I still have the remainder of the 98. See if I want to marry you. Yeah. And he said, And so do I. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, okay, both of us yeah. could rescind. Both of us. Yeah. yeah. Don't act like you're hot shit. You know what yeah. I mean? You get to choose to marry me. I fucking get to choose to marry you too. Yeah. Like, that's not. I feel like that's her modest upper, operandi. You know, like she the way said it a tight, couple times. She said yeah. it so many times. Like, oh, I'm the one that's like. Maybe know, I don't. Yeah. yeah I mean, maybe <laughs> I don't want to marry you. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back to Brazil. Again. And yes. I'm like, okay. I mean, if you're going to come to the US with this attitude, then yeah. why even bother? Like, <laughs> He's like, him? fucking go. <laughs> that's not what he said, but when yeah. he flipped it back, like, I. Ditto, know, right? Maybe yeah. I don't want to choose you. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? So, like, they need to work together. But, you know, I've seen her social. Her social came up on our page. Yeah, they seem happy enough. So <laughs> Yeah, I think they had a good ending, which is great. But I also feel conflicted too, because he's right on some points. Like if you're 
not bringing anything to the table, then yeah, I guess the onus is on me. Like if you want to get married, but you cannot contribute financially, obviously planning wise, maybe she's not comfortable calling all these wedding places. Then yeah, it's on him to get things moving. And I think he opted for the easy way out. Like he said, okay, well, my sister is having a vacation in Orlando or something. So we might as well just go there because all his family members are already there. So I can see why he took the easy route. But like I said, I wish he had involved her a little bit more mm-hmm. instead of just circumventing or like going around her and just planning without her input, which I thought was kind of harsh. But yeah, do you, uh, did you catch the part where he said uh, it's natural for him to squat 600 pounds? Oh, no, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, you guys watch it. It was so funny. How Because he- when they were trying on suits? Yeah. Okay, I no, think I, I did. I, yeah, was I think it? he was comparing it to something else. He was like, well, it may seem natural for you to blah, 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 but it seemed natural for me to squat 600 pounds. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay y'all. Well, was <laughs> so that before is- the, the HGH or what? Like- oh, <laughs> reminder, reminder. <laughs> I also think that she did remind us that her dad doesn't like it. Yeah. So we're going to cross that bridge. We'll see. Next week, right? When they do a call with the dad. All right, Lon. I feel like we've covered everyone on last week's episode. There was Mion and Jibri, (gasps) but they didn't say anything. Nothing happened. No, 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 no. Nope, nope. Let's talk about them. I apologize. (laughs) I totally glazed over. I'm sorry. It wasn't Uh, wasn't much for me, at least. I didn't have a lot to say. Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot, but I do have to say I'm beginning to like Miona even more. I think the way she just conducts herself is just so classy. I keep saying this every episode, y'all. So I know I'm like sounding like a broken record here, but she's just so classy. No drama. Classic. Yeah. Classic. And I think it makes her mother-in-law, it makes Jibri's mom, Mahala, look bad because now Mahala seems like instigator, you know? Right. Yeah. But it was so funny. It, it went from a beach wedding to Joshua Tree in California. And here's the thing for me. If you're going to Cali anyway. <laughs> if you're going to Cali anyway. Right? Yeah. Why Joshua Tree? Like, what's Yeah. There? So look, you might as well stay close. But if you're going to Cali anyway, it might as well be the beach. It wasn't much of a compromise. We're just going to go to Joshua Tree. And I'm like, but Joshua Tree is in SoCal. And SoCal is where the beaches are. Like, Yeah. <laughs> you might as well at that point. <laughs> it's probably easier to get to the beach than Joshua Tree. Yeah. <laughs> you know I what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking, but. <laughs> yeah. Like if you fly into LAX, right? What's the nearest beach? Manhattan Beach. There you go. Maybe it was a financial decision. Like it's probably maybe less expensive maybe to have it at, because Joshua Tree is a national park. So maybe their rates are different. You have a wedding there versus if you hire a full-blown production to go to the beach. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, (laughs) I don't know. Let's assume they're not doing a full-blown production. Yeah. The beach is free. Most of it. (laughs) I know because I. (laughs) Right. (laughs) From experience here, folks. Yeah. (laughs) I did it. Lon attended it. It's free. <laughs> Zero cost. You just got to pick the right beach. But again, like if they want to do a beach wedding, it's easy, especially if they want to fly all the way to Cali. And I can understand now why Mahala was still and Brian, right? Her partner uh, or his stepdad was feeling kind of we still can make it. <laughs> Yeah. I guess if it involves a flight cost, they're like. Mm-hmm. It's still California. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. much of a compromise, really. 
<laughs> I think in their minds, you know, the compromise is doing it in South Dakota. Right. So when Miona said, well, we're not doing it at the beach, but it's at Joshua Tree. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. All right. But yeah, that's all I have to say about Miona and GB. I just feel like also the way GB acts kind of drives a wedge between Miona and his mom. Because like the mom thinks that Miona is controlling him because he's always complaining to the mom like, oh my God, I'm so unhappy in this relationship. Like Miona wants me to do this, blah, blah, blah. And as a mom, you feel for your own mm. child and you definitely want to take their side, right? But for us, we see both of them and we can see that Jiri is just an entitled millennial. Like he's just acting out too. So like <laughs> Miona is the one that's compromising, if anything. Yeah. And she's really doing a good job, I think. He puts her in these situations. I want you to go talk to her. And I'm sure Miona wants to smooth things over too. You know, there's a lot of tension there. For sure. And it shows her maturity, I think, of having the guts to do it. Because mm-hmm. if I were her, really, I'd be like, I want to fucking talk to your mom. I'm fucking scared of your mom. Yeah. You need to go talk to your mom and you need to figure this out. That's your mom. And I'm being honest, but that's how I would handle it. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, no, man. Like, I've talked to your mom already. I've said my piece. I don't think she likes me. And I think she thinks I'm controlling you. So I think you need to show your mom that these are decisions we both made or that you also had a say in this and that this isn't just me. You need to go handle that. That's how Mm -hmm. I would have handled it. Folks. So like yeah. for Miona to actually say, okay, yeah, let me get this sorted out with your mom and to just take the soft voice. So, yeah. Hey, <laughs> we're going to go to, you know, and I was yeah. just like, wait, why are we whispering? You know, <laughs> you're trying to tone match here and, yeah. you know, it seemed like this submissive good girl thing. I was like, okay, I, I get this. So like she handled that really well. <laughs> yeah. I also like the fact that she said, I would let Jibri speak to that. Like she doesn't want to speak on behalf of like she doesn't want to put words in his mouth too so i thought that was respectful right all right for real this time let's wrap it up with our wtf moment Lon, you go oh wtf definitely for me this episode was muhammad when he said i do not care about your wedding and i think for me at the exact wtf moment was the kitchen scene when he turns around and she's like what are these fucking text messages and you, you see him turn around and he's like he's got the face and he's like smiling and I was just like, oh, this is a different Muhammad. (laughs) This is a different Muhammad right here. Mm. That was for me, like, here we go. And yeah, and that entire thing was WTF. What about you, Nadia? It's easy. It's the hard copy for me. (laughs) The hard copy. Here you go. (laughs) Because apparently you can't read it on your phone. (laughs) Fucking guy. (laughs) Hey, remember the prenup? Here it is. Here it is again. <laughs> As if you you haven't told me no three or four times already. <laughs> I'm going to put it in your hands right now. And you can read it for yourself. Yeah. I don't know, y'all. Like, I'm definitely not Team Bilal here, as, as you guys can tell. So anything he does is WTF to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think follow closely by what Kara said about Guillermo's uh, Spanish so I thought that was very insulting. I must have missed that too. No, yeah, when she said something along the lines of like, oh, what if your Spanish has very bad grammar or something like that? And, oh, and, and like, she was about the vowels and stuff. Yeah, it's about the vowels. Yeah, okay, like, right, right. Dude, I remember this that is, shit, dude. Spanish is his native language. Yeah. How are you questioning his native language? <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was very... He was like, what are you... What do you mean by that? That's why he said tranquil, <laughs> yeah. tranquile, which is like relax, right? I think that's the translation. Or yeah. Something. 
like chill, like really chill. I got Frank- this. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> it's in the bag. Yeah. All right, Mon. In other 90 Day Fiancé news, turns out that uh, family Chantel got a bit too real because Chantel and Pedro are on their way to a divorce. Yeah. And it looks to be a messy one too. Have you heard? I mean, I've seen the posts on Instagram and obviously, you know, when you watch 90 Day Fiancé, it's the family Chantel, right? (laughs) And, you know, and it has the preview and she's like, what did she say? Did you cheat on me or something? And I don't know. And and he's like, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. So obviously, you know, I get get that context, right? So I don't know all of it. I didn't read any articles or anything, but I guess there was some infidelity or alleged infidelity or something. Yeah, it seems like alleged is the word because, mm-hmm. I mean, if we were to follow the show. Which She's saying the, he did it. That he did it. Chantel yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Chantel on the show, and again, I'm basing this off the previews because I we don't watch the show every Monday, but she's accusing him of having an affair with his colleague. Wow. And I'm not sure if that was the main reason, but this divorce that I think was first reported by TMZ, if I'm not wrong. Pedro actually filed for separation Mm. from Chantel. And I think even a restraining order, if I'm not wrong. I don't know if this was like subsequent or if this was because of, but Chantel also siphoned off $275,000 from their joint account. Yeah, I saw that. And now Pedro, I guess as part of his divorce papers, is asking the judge to get her to put those money back or at least his share back to him. Mm. Well, that's quite a revelation. I guess TLC d- does pay them quite a bit, <laughs> right? If they have 275000 between themselves. I mean, it's not bad. So No, not bad at all. Yep. And uh, this is not 90 Day Fiancé related, but for those of y'all like me who's following the Theranos case, Sunny Balwani got charged with all 12 counts of fraud. <gasps> what? In contrast... Elizabeth Holmes only got four. So he got really taken down (laughs) by the jury. And this is verdict from a jury. So, yep. And apparently one count is equivalent to 20 years. So all 12 counts. Sheesh. Yeah. He's a lifer. He is going to be a lifer. So unless... I'm not sure what's going to happen. Good behavior is his only hope parole. at this point. Yeah, yeah or if, something. If, he has, if he's granted parole or maybe if his team, because I read that his team is going to appeal the verdict, but sentencing is coming up this coming September. So we will then know what kind of prison sentence both Elizabeth and Sonny are going to get. But it, it just seems like so obvious that Sonny is probably going to get more. Wow. I would not have guessed that. Yeah, there's a new 2020 documentary on the latest of the Theranos trial Mm. or the the whole saga of it. It's on Hulu if you guys are interested to check that out. Yeah, I'm always down to watch anything on Hulu at this point. Yeah, on that note, Lon, do you have any recommendation for our listeners? We rented a movie on Prime called Ultrasound. It's an indie and uh, mm-hmm. it, it had some really good reviews at Tribeca Film Festival and all these other film festivals. It's a psychological thriller. If it's ever on your radar, it's we had to rent it. So we had to pay like five bucks for it. Yeah. Um, but if it's ever on your radar and you like psychological thrillers, definitely check that out. But uh, other than that, I've been sleeping. 
Catching <laughs> up on that beauty sleep. Yeah. I just finished The Boys season three. That was a really epic ending. So if Lon, if you're gonna catch up on that, you're not gonna be disappointed. The ending is very epic. Mm. And of course, I think I've already finished Stranger Things. And I've told you guys about that. I just started Only Murders in the Building. It's really good. That one's, I've seen the thumbnail for that or the whatever. That, it's for the it. unlikely trio of Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez. Okay. Yeah. So the, it's on Netflix, right? It's on Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Okay. Yeah. So the premise is the three of them are true crime enthusiasts. I'm going to love it already. <laughs> See? And obviously a murder happened in the building that they live in and suddenly they started a podcast and they went down the rabbit hole of investigating who killed, who did the murder and they're really determined to find out who did it while reporting it on their podcast. And I think the first episode, first few minutes of the first episode kind of hooked me in already. Nice. Yeah. I did have one recommendation and it was a recommendation you made. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. I started Snowflake Mountain and I binged it in two oh, days. No. <laughs> okay. I so, like it. So, okay. Tell us why you like it. Uh, it's just one of those transformational journeys, obviously, Ooh. you know, where, you know, you, you take a bunch of people who are, you know, at least portrayed in the beginning as like entitled kids who don't know how to do anything and it's basically a nicer version of Scared Straight. If y'all are familiar with Scared Straight, they send their kids to prison and the kids get yelled at. Oh, yeah. And they're like, the moral of the story, kids, you don't want to be in prison for the rest of your life. And then the kids are like, oh, I appreciate my parents now and I'm going to do good things. So it's like, it's that, but it's like, it takes place in the woods instead of in the prison, right? The parents yeah. are like, they trick their kids into thinking the kids are going into like some resort, influencer right? yeah, yeah, thing or majiggy. And then instead- they're like, psych, you guys are going to be in the woods with these two ex-military guys. They're going to teach you how to skin a deer and shit like that. Yeah. You know, and, and by the end of it, you're going to learn how to take care of yourselves and you're going to come back better kids for it. At first, I was like, eye rolls. And then after the first episode, I was like, all right, this has potential. And then after the second episode, I'm texting Nadia, like, tell me why I'm fucking hooked on this show. <laughs> Is that kind of train wreck that you just want to keep on watching? So it's a feel good. I don't know with what's happening in the world right now. I kind of was in the mood for something feel goody. You know, it's, it is a train wreck and a lot of it is, I'm pretty sure fabricated shots and cue the music moments. And Mm. I'm pretty sure the kids, yeah, they learned a thing or two, but this isn't going to be life changing, but they portray it that way. They portray it like, you know what? I really love the wilderness now and my life has been changed forever because of this experience. I'm going to be better. Yeah. And you're just, it's a feel good kind of thing. Right. And on both sides, because the ex-military guys at the beginning, they're like, look at these fucking snowflakes. But then at the end, they're like, you know, you really can't judge a book by its cover, you know, and here's, it just really feel good kind of thing. You know, <laughs> these kids have potential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those, I knew you know, it. There's a transformation on both sides, you know, like the kids are like, you guys have done so much for us and we love you. And the guys are like, yeah, you kids are not bad. (laughs) So you don't think that this is some sort of like a conservative slash right wing fantasy where they're like, let's take the city kids, this very liberal, you know, (laughs) Gen Zer and turn them into like tough kids that will pull themselves from the bootstrap or something. 
at first I saw it that way at first, because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think I told you why, you know, when snowflake was very like conservative right wing type of term. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously the, with the whole military side to it and things, I, at first I approached it that way, but then I started to see it as more anti-capitalism. Mm-hmm. And, and anti-consumerism, consumerism, right? Because right. the kids are over here not like name dropping, right? They're like, pick out your essentials. And they're like, I have my jacket, you know? And well, well how many jackets you got there? And he's like, I got my Louis Vuitton and my Prada and my, you know what I mean? And they're just like, okay, here we go with the name dropping, yeah. right? And, and they're constantly name dropping these designer brands and stuff. And the two ex-military guys are like, you don't fucking need that. You don't need that. You know what I mean? You, don't, yeah. you can do so much more with less, you know? And, yeah. and, and, you know, so I started to see, okay, well, maybe they it got its hook and then it started pulling, right? <laughs> what is it? Give them an inch. Yeah. And they'll, they'll pull a mile. Yeah. yeah so yeah, like yeah. I, I grabbed, I grabbed that inch and then you, like, the, yeah. you bite the bait. <laughs> yeah. It got you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so okay, great, okay. great. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was a recommendation, but Nadia pointed out, she said, you know, <laughs> maybe watch an episode or two. I said, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> and then I binged it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, I'm glad that you finished binging it because I've yet to move past episode one because I want to make sure <laughs> that I'm mentally ready for it, but definitely only murders in the building is it's only a good one yeah i think it's nominated for an emmy if i'm not wrong oh uh, yeah and uh, both of those comedians that i mentioned steve martin and uh, martin short they both nominated in uh, the best actor in the comedy series oh yeah they're so, living legends yeah so yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so definitely check that out and uh, uh anything else Lon, before we close off is it a muslim holiday yeah we just celebrated Eid al-Adha which is okay yeah which is a holiday to it's based on the biblical story of Abraham and Ishmael or is it Isaac I I don't know I'm not too sure but it's the one where you know God wants Abraham to sacrifice Sacrifice his son son. (laughs) and in the so this is fun fact right in the Muslim interpretation of that uh somehow God turned the son into into a goat Yes, bro. So am I correct here? It's a biblical- yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, well. So in the biblical version, it's the son, and God tells him to stop. Yeah. But and I'm not sure about the other version, but I'm the one I'm the other version I'm familiar with yeah. is he he goes along with it, but it's a yeah. goat. It's a yeah. Oh, God <laughs> presented him with a substitute, like and said, right, okay, okay it, right, right. Now that I know that you're willing to make this sacrifice for me, here's a goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And then right. that's why. During this festival of Al-Adha, Muslims will eat a lot of uh, goat meat <laughs> and mm, lamb. Okay. And um, and if you go to a mosque, they will literally distribute those things to you because it is, a, I guess it's symbolic in that sense. I, and I'm sorry if you're a vegan or vegetarian, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of goats and lambs and sheep dies during this festival. I, I'm not saying I tolerate it. I mean, I am after all a carnivore in a way too but I, I even though i try not to eat a lot of red meat but yeah that's what happens is what i'm trying to say got it yeah thank you for calling that out long yeah. i just want to say thank you to all our listeners for supporting us on the ad campaign that we ran in the month of june we partnered with manscape.com to help them sell their performance package 4.0 and you might have heard the ads being run on our episodes and we thank you for listening to those ads. The campaign has already 
or rather the partnership is over for us, but we just want to show our gratitude for for going along with it, uh, for sharing the journey with us. I know as a podcast listener, I tend to skip those ads sometimes, but which is why I appreciate the fact that you know you guys stuck around when you ran those ads. Thank you. Thank you. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.